Hello, everybody. I'm John Murphy. Welcome to On the Home Front. I hope you're with us live here on WILI on this Wednesday afternoon. We're at AM 1400 and 95.3 FM. Our shows are also videotaped for the radio station YouTube channel, where all of our afternoon shows are there posted for you 24-7. So if you do miss us live here on Wednesdays, catch us anytime. So the stories that we share with you are available throughout the year here through YouTube. We're happy to have you here with us. And today we're going to have a busy show with three segments. Later on, we're going to look at the Ashford Arts Guild with Richard White. And then we have people coming from the uh, Putnam Arts Council. Uh, we have David Sullivan, who is a board member, talking about lots of activity in the arts community up in the quiet corner in the Northeast. But today we're going to begin with theater at the Arts Center East. It's the Dionysus Theater Company. They're celebrating their 10th year now, and we have two people involved in the current production of Private Wars, which is coming up very soon. Kind of, it's a Vietnam uh, kind of era play. And we're going to talk about the play itself and the theater and their role in the theater. So we're very happy to have our guest today. First, we have Phil Dodek. He's the director of the play today. He's been with the theater company now for seven years. So good to have you aboard, Phil. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us. This is great. This is fantastic. Glad to be here. I'm glad we connected so, through Liz. That yes, was a great, great yes, evening. absolutely. And also, we have one of the founding members, Gabby Mendelson. So welcome to the studio, Gabby. It's nice to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. So I'd like to talk more about the magic of theater 10 years ago. <laughs> but let's talk about what's coming up now, because Private Wars is coming up April 28th through uh, May 13th. You can go to the website, artscentereast.org, and get all the information. So it's all there for you. It opens soon. That's why we're getting them here now. So kind of give <laughs> us a preview of your hopes for the play and uh, what people will experience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this, uh, uh, as we were speaking about uh, earlier, this is a, a passion piece for me uh, as a director, uh, something I'm very familiar with this play. Uh, I've been associated with it on a number of other occasions uh, outside of this, and this is the first time I'm directing it. So very excited about that. Um, but it is a, uh, it's a dark comedy, um, and it's about uh, three Vietnam vets, if you will, that uh, come back and they quite, just quite aren't ready to go back into society. So they're in a VA hospital, uh, late 70s, uh, early 80s is the time period that we're, we're uh, shooting for here in this play. And, and they all have um, a reason to be there. Uh, and it's whether it's, uh, you know, something, they all have physical injuries from the war but they also have psychological um, struggles so uh, as they go through this trial and tribulation period to get to know each other right. play pranks on each other uh, you know go through the doldrums of daily life in a in a VA hospital uh, and you know and as we said before the you know it's thematic throughout the play where they'll ask each other or they'll tell each other you know you can get out of here anytime you want and it's funny that each one will say that, but yet they'll they'll turn around and say they can't leave because they have to to accomplish something before they go. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like I said, it, it is a dark comedy, a lot of humor in it. Um, three just fantastic, uh, very blessed, fantastic actors we have for this. Uh, some local folks that are uh, professional um, grade uh, actors, um, you know, in the community theater world in Connecticut, and uh, um, so we're very very excited about that. So that makes my job a little bit easier as a director. Uh, so, but very excited uh, that uh, Gabby uh, has allowed me this privilege. Uh, she's very, very particular, uh, particular about who she allows to uh, enter her space, and uh, <laughs> so I'm very honored to to have that privilege. So, looking forward to this. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so maybe, Gabby, you could join us and share sure. the thoughts that uh, led you to choose this particular play when you programmed the year. Because part of your fun is deciding, well, what's going to happen in 24, right? Mm -hmm. So when the, you know, when all the stuff was up in the air and you were throwing the sticks to see what settled, you know, how did this one come up? Well, I mean, everything I do or I hope to do is built on what inspires people as well as ourselves. And so the people that I work with, their inspiration, what motivates them is also something that contributes to what we do. Um, and I know for Phil, this was a very inspiring piece. And when I read it, I felt the same way. And so how we choose our pieces, it really is built on that. Um, sometimes it's built on evenings of play readings. Mm -hmm little bit of beverages and sure. some great food and then you know we all together collaborate and it's really that's the beauty of theater is that collaboration which is what's got me to this point right you know, i mean you 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 know gabby has, has said to me in the past too it's you know as especially as a director and and uh, she's no stranger to that and has directed me a number of times but it, it, you you really have to feel and understand and have the passion for what you're doing, whether it is as an actor or as a director. And this is a you know a prime example of that is, um, you know, uh, you, it has to it has to touch you some way, and really you know you want to make a difference with it. So I mean that's where I'm at with it. And, and like I said, Gabby recognized that in me, and, and it's allowed me to do this. But uh, and, and all the pieces that she's done over the over the uh, course of of the theater company are exactly the same. Every single one of them, uh, you know, yeah. there was some passion and connection behind it. So, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So before we, we leave the topic of private wars, you know, one of the things I enjoy asking about is the actual physical creation part of the story. Because mm -hmm. you start with words on paper, usually, mm -hmm. and you put it in your head, you process it, and you say, well, what comes to my heart and my eyes? And how do I manifest that with whatever resources I have available? Big budget, Cecil B. DeMille, <laughs> small budget, <laughs> no budget, you know. Yeah. It's the scale, right? Yeah. So how did you decide to use space and blocking uh, and also your black box format. Yes. People are still learning about that. Yeah. That's a whole different frame, you know, of its own. Yes, uh, exactly is. Right. And, um, yeah. you know, this theater, uh, I highly, highly recommend it. it. It's, it is a small format theater, about 50 seats. Uh, it's a, it's a area of the art center that we transform every single play that we do. Uh, so it's unrecognizable when you walk in, it just brings you right into the moment. And this piece here, um, it was critical for me, uh, as a director, uh, uh to make sure that I had, you know, the audience who's going to be there at this play is involved in what's happening. So we've created a space where, where you're going to feel like you're in the room. You're going to feel like you're in the day room of the hospital. And that's very, very important. So, so you're within a couple of feet of the actors. I mean, that's how close you are. So you experience it firsthand right up front. Um, so you're part of that scene. We've even added a, a little extra. We put a couple tables in there that some audience oh, nice. members can sit at as well. It's so, like another part of the ward. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, so they're, of, yeah. they're part of that, right? So, yeah, and as yeah. you create, um, it's interesting when you work with actors and, and especially being one um and you know you you know your little trouble spots or your little nuances and things like that but when you work with actors it's you know you and, and gabby has taught me a lot about this as well as a director is you you really have to you know allow them to be who they are um and try to try to draw the best out of them by understanding who they are so 
you know, you can't just go in and say, I want you to do this or act this way because that's what I want. Mm -hmm. You have to allow the actor to create and develop and become that person and then just slightly nudge them and guide them as you go. Um, you know, uh, some takes some actors take more than others in terms of uh, just understanding or conversation or uh, everybody works in different ways, right? So True. taking those, those, those words off the paper, uh, like you said, off a script and, and, and developing that into a living, breathing thing is, the, is, is, is tremendous. It's so exciting. Uh, but it really is up to the actors to create, and, and you just help guide them along the way. Um, by understanding the story and having that as your passion piece as well, it makes a big difference. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm very familiar with this piece. I, uh, you know, um, I was in the military myself, uh, so you know, my what father, branch did you serve? I served in the army. In the army. Um, I actually grew up right here in Willimantic. Uh, That's right. Yeah, you yes, that. I did. Yeah, went to Wyndham High School, and uh, oh yeah, all that good stuff. And uh, I won't tell you what year I graduated, but it was uh, in the '80s sometime. There you go. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but we lived right right here. My father did 33 years, and my grandfather was in for 28 years, all in the army. Okay. So yeah. I grew up in the military. So that also helps in terms of being able to yeah. to uh, interpret the play for the actors who haven't been in the military and give them and that's i think that's what i brought to this play with them is giving them the experience of a of somebody who's in the military so they could work with that as they create their characters right right so that was very important as well so and you know cool something stuff. else that uh, the phil brought up that was important was that we were talking about the idea of the whole idea of vietnam stories as an era mm -hmm. that is very much alive today it's not nostalgia it's not watching old episodes of mash even though they're great that kind of a thing but it's the space of Vietnam is when the audience members were in the draft. Yes. Some people you knew were going abroad. They mm -hmm. weren't all going to come home. That was real stuff. Now it's a whole different reality in terms of volunteer service and everything else with the military. Yeah. But if you're injured and you're brought home, there you are in the same ward. Yes. And then it doesn't matter. Here you are in that space in the mm -hmm. black box. So you know, seeing the story today is really powerful because it is a connection to history. Mm -hmm. And it always repeats itself, unfortunately. But... It's a connection to today. I'm sure you felt it when you're rehearsing it and trying to figure out how to present it. Yes. Did you have any musical aspects of the period? How did you use sound? Ah, so. <laughs> Am I giving things away? This uh, uh -huh. sound is, is sound. Sound is one thing. Um, creating an atmosphere for the play is yeah. something that Gabby specializes in. Okay. Uh, that's a, that's. Uh, uh, I leave that to her. So. Um, uh, she's been able to create just this environment uh, with all the plays that we've done, um, just an environment that's uh, such an integral part of the play, no matter what it is. And she's done that again. She hit it on the head again with this one. Um, this uh, it's a it's a difficult play because there are oh fifteen maybe uh, blackouts, uh, so it's quick scenes. Okay. And it's blackout, blackout, blackout. That's and a challenge. Yes, it's yeah. challenge for the actors moving around stage, and the crew too. in and out, yeah. and then and, and then what do we put in there for sound? How do we handle music? Things like wow. that. So yeah. she's done a masterful job putting that together. So I think uh, if you if you come and see the show, you'll 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 be very pleased with with what she's done. But uh, but it's all you know, it's just her creative ability to do that. That's uh, it's amazing. It, it yeah. still amazes me. It's not I could I couldn't do it. That's not my forte. Um, but uh, um, you know, it's amazing. To see her do that. 
I just want to mention, in case you're listening to our conversation on the radio today, we're looking at the Dionysus Theater Company right now with Phil Dodek and Gabby Mendelson. Their performance is coming up of Private Wars. It's going to run from April 28th to May 13th, and you can go to the website, artscentereast.org, to get more information about that. But we have a few, a few more minutes. So one thing that I've really come to love is I talk to different theater companies around the region is the internal process that affects the acting. Mm-hmm. And the story is Another Skin. So I wondered, since you've been acting for for many years, 25 years, mm-hmm. just the craft of acting, and now recently, you know, directing, doing film work, mm-hmm. you're doing storytelling in different frames. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about how they all weave together and how that affects your th- work in theater when people are with you and not watching maybe through a screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. theater and film, boy, they're different. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 very very different. Uh, you know, theater theater is th- there, and and you know it's working with people around you, like you said, and, and working with your audience. And, um, you know, I, I find over time, and Gabby, Gabby has was been acting longer than I have. I, I think, uh, you know, her, her career has, has been amazing uh, as well. Um, but I find that experiences through life really help you create those characters. So um, it's what you believe in. It's what you experience. It's just day-to-day living. Um, you know, and I always try to think about that when, you know, as an actor, too, is, you know, how do you incorporate you know, this character into a day-to-day living. Like, what is this person doing on a day-to-day basis? And what do you do on a day-to-day basis? And just incorporate that together. And it, and it, it, it works. It really does. Um, you know, so some roles are more challenging than others. Um, of course. You know, we, Gabby has challenged me um, in one particular play that uh, we won't mention. But it was a, like, <laughs> it was a challenge. Uh, well, every layer of the process. Yeah, it is. Right? It's, oh, it's, it's amazing. And uh, I don't know, Gabby, maybe you could talk a little bit about your, your directing and your sure. uh, acting yeah. as well. Um, I, I want to follow up with, you're talking about storytelling. Yeah. We talk about people. Um, we as human beings invest in our stories, whether it's our own and it's others. And that is the thing that can cut through any division. Like if you know someone, then you're less likely to be divisive. And um, for me and, and working with Phil and working with these wonderful people, everyone has their story Uh and it's getting them through their story and the story within the play that makes it this magical process. But it's also the audience's story, because without the audience, there's no story. Mm-hmm. And so when we come into this space, and it is a lovely, wonderful, intimate space, mm-hmm. the audience has to leave everything that they have that's tied them to the outside world outside, and they have to be present. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just huge, huge for today's world. And so I am incredibly honored to work with amazing people like Phil that have brought their whole spirit in their life. And as a director, I know that the people I work with are giving me their soul right. in the sense of, and I have to honor it. Yeah. Be, and I have to be gentle with they're it. They're a vessel. They, yeah. they are. Well, and that's it's, the gentle. I mean, it, you're vulnerable. You're, yeah. If you're giving yourself to something, you're very, very vulnerable. So as yeah. a director, yeah. you know, and yeah. this is something Gabby has taught me, is that you have to be very careful. With, with the actors in terms of their vulnerability because they're opening up to you. They're giving you everything that they mm-hmm. have emotionally. And, and you have to treat that um, with respect. And, and so, you know, um, so that's a key component of it, 
I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a really nice way that Gabby explained that. It's kind of like if you wanted to have a dance partner, you need a partner to dance. Yeah. It's almost like if the story's not told, it's not real. Yeah. Because right. without the audience, you're not complete, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the wall in a yeah. way, I guess. Exactly. And maybe one last thing I wanted to ask while I have these practitioners here is for new people, novices. We were talking before about how wonderful people sometimes take a long time to overcome their shyness. Uh, I could never do that. <laughs> I, I don't have the, you know, the chutzpah to do something like that. Can you help people get over that wall yeah. and how you see people coming in and their early resistance or whatever it is, that fear, uh, if they get into the waters, they're not that deep after all. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or, yeah. or whatever analogy works. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I think it's, you know, because we, we talk to people all the time. And, uh, you know, and as I said before, you know, with audience members, you'll talk to some folks after a show, and they, they would say that, I wish I had the, the courage to do that. Right, right. right. Mm -hmm. so, so take that first step. It doesn't necessarily have to be acting. Um, take that first step and be part of a, a, a theater group uh, backstage. Help oh, out with crew. props. Right. Help out with you know setting up the stage. Help out with um, right. you know uh, stage managing and get familiar with your environment because once you become familiar with that environment, yeah. it makes it a lot easier, right? Sure. right. Uh, and then work with people who have a passion like we have uh, in theater, um, you know, and 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 align yourself with with those type of folks. Uh, but I'd say go for it. Don't waste your time not not doing it. You know, it's time is is, is so precious, yeah, uh, and it's too short, and and so just put yourself out there, you know, and and work with people you trust, and 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 I think and in most theaters in Connecticut, I you know I've been in the community theater world for a long time in Connecticut, and I am you know I'm com I'm continually amazed at the quality of people, the yeah. family that we've built. Uh, you know, uh, everybody knows everybody some way or another or knows somebody who knows somebody. So yeah. it's a community, um, a great environment to be in. Uh, you know, um, you know, it's not like being in a film out in Hollywood where it's cutthroat and everybody, you know, uh, this is real. This is real people doing real things in, in, a, in a caring fashion. So. Yeah. And usually it. when you make a film, they're, they're finished. But yeah. if you're in the community, it's like, what's yep. next? Yep. I do want to add one thing, and yes. I think this is pivotal in anything. Um, the only way I got to having this be my 10th year is by not thinking about the 10th year. Mm -hmm. And what I mean is you there's always going to be stops, but your first step is literally, okay, I'm going to audition for this. I don't care what happens. I'm just going to walk right. through the door, right, right. and then I'll right. see what the next step is after that. And so, you know, I did earlier on, I did Hamlet, and I didn't think about all the stops. I didn't think about the space, meaning the limitations. I just thought, okay, I have this play. First step is I need to cut it down. <laughs> Second step is, and if you just The think, castle won't fit. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So you just, you literally have to just take it one step at a time and do it with your heart, and you'll right. never go wrong. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to end our conversation, too. Or I, or I should say for this installment, because we're going to come back later in the year for the next few productions. Yay. But yes. I have to congratulate you, because it's really a marvel to have somebody commit 10 years of their precious time that mm -hmm. Phil mentioned to stay from the beginning, Absolutely. going through those steps along the way. So that's a wonderful accomplishment to look back on that list. That's a big one. Yes, it is. It's worth it's noting. Amazing. It's amazing. Thank worth you. Well, thanks for being here. I wish you Thank a great you. success, and I'm going to catch one of the shows. Yay. Awesome. Absolutely. It would be great to see it in action. Yep. And, again, uh, it's April 28th to May 13th. 
just a few miles away from Willimantic and Vernon there off of Route 30. Uh, ArtsCenterEast.org is the website. Everything is there for you. Mm -hmm. So I wish you a great season ahead, and thanks again. We'll have thank you back. You. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. Very much. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All righty. Well, we're going to take a short break now and take a look with Richard White at the Ashford Arts Guild and then come back uh, with a segment about arts in Putnam. So stay with us. Okay, we're back for the second part of the program today. We're very glad to have you with us here on AM 1400 or FM 95.3 or the YouTube channel for WILI. Uh, we're on the home front today, and our second guest is from the Coventry Art Guild. I had the Astrid Art Guild in my mind before because I was on the phone with someone before today because they've been guests before. But right now we're looking at Coventry with Richard White, who's the president of the Guild. He's going to give us an update as we get into spring. Welcome back to the studio, Richard. Good, Good to be to back. You always, it's uh, always a pleasure to be here. Okay, well, we're we're kind of peaking. We've been, you know, we had a quiet winter, and uh, yeah, then we sort of were crawling out of our COVID cave. And yeah. uh, I so think the last time I talked to you was in December, around the right? holiday time. Yeah, we were right? just ramping up to to right. get our, our program going for the year. So we've had a okay. couple of good workshops, okay. and we've got uh, some uh, some very exciting things coming up. Okay, um, beginning tomorrow, uh, Friday. Friday night, um, we're featuring this uh, writer's talk by uh, Mary Romney Schaub, who is a, uh, <clears throat> an Afro-Caribbean in the Nazi era, as she describes herself. Mm -hmm. And she's written an oral history um, memoir uh, based on her father's experience uh, as a merchant marine uh, seaman in, the, in prison camps during World War II. And it's a, it's a, it's a very dramatic read. I've, I've skimmed it a little bit, and I'm very looking forward to hearing, hearing her talk. But she published this book based on her conversations with her dad and uh, about his experiences uh, in the Nazi camps. And uh, it's a very uh, what a uh, it's a whole new dimension of that reality yeah. that that we are pretty ignorant of. You no, think about a, how people are treated in different contexts. Well, yeah. and as as in my, many people in my family, uh, many years he never talked about it. And she finally uh, right. goosed him to, to talk about it and yeah. uh, recorded oral history and his stories. And so this memoir is uh, is based on the, uh, the years of his experience in prison camps and, uh, yeah. and so forth. So I'm very excited to, to hear that. That's Friday night at the Millbrook Millbrook. Millbrook Place in in Coventry, as our, uh, our one of our usual home bases in the, in the village. So we're very looking forward to presenting that. It's going to be a multimedia uh, presentation. She has uh, slides. We've invested in a 65-inch TV screen oh, to, to fill the hall with the with the glorious presentation. That's a nice and, upgrade. Good and, for you. And there's music and uh, all kinds of AV. Wizardry, I'm, I'm told. So, uh, looking, really looking forward to that. Next well, day. you know, I think part of that was that you had, uh, the last time I was here, you had gotten a grant. And that was helping you with yeah. some of these facilities, right? Well, that's, right? that's you know, that whole that whole cycle of two or three years of grant money yeah. uh, has been very uh, beneficial for the um, for the arts groups. We're hoping that the state steps up and uh, right. votes this uh, current budget measure through to get at least a good portion of that fund funding back in because the federal portion has dried up so that yeah. uh, we're depending on the state. But it's, right. yeah, it's the COVID a good run. Yeah, the COVID money's been, been pretty much used yep. and, and now it's back to the state as a source. That's right. Well, we'll find out by early May, maybe mid-May, how that's going to work out. They're in their last couple of weeks, I know. There still you going go. On. Okay. So that's Mary yep. Romney-Schaub. Um, 
a week from Friday, this is a this is a step out for us. Um, we're going to start a poetry open mic. Um, it's going to be act. This is actually the first of three uh, Fridays, the, the fourth Friday of um, April. Then we're going to do it again in May and in June. Uh, so it's an open mic poetry reading, very popular, um, an attraction we think for a, for a younger crowd. Um, there are many of them around the region, and I go to meetings yeah. and I run into all of these um, these writers who who make the cycle. They they make the um, there's a, there are dozens of them all around. So we some of them are looking for places to talk too. They're yeah. still looking to yeah. present that. You know, it's like a musician needs a venue. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, I've played open mics as a as a musician, amateur musician. Yeah. And this is the poetry angle on it. That's excellent. So um, and that's a week from Friday again at Millbrook Place. Um, refreshments, all are welcome. Um, and we're we're looking forward to having an exciting time in that. It's a new programming uh, idea, and uh, looking forward to. Uh, to setting the, setting the house on fire with a, a zesty young a troop of uh, young poets and so forth. So and uh, and on the heels of that, a week later, we're uh, right here in Willimantic. We're doing a members show. We do a members show or two each year uh, for our member artists. And this is uh, down the street at uh, the new Coffee Break Gallery at Wyndham Arts, which is on Crescent Street in Willamette. They've been getting busy there. They've had a lot yep. of things going on. A lot it's of events space. going on there. Um, yep. Diane Nadeau is uh, is making it making it happen. She's a real uh, mover and shaker, and uh, so uh, they invited us. To, there's an upstairs room that's uh, taken on the Coffee Break Gallery mm, uh, title, okay. and we're going to do a member show of uh, of our people. We're just collecting the work, and that will be. Um, It'll be for the most of the month of May, and they're open weekdays. Weekdays is their uh, are their hours, nine to five, Monday through Friday, and May twenty May second through the 29th are the, are the days of the the weekdays of the show. So we get by and see that. You know, it's really great that they're able to have the staffing to have its you know like every day, all day. So well, that, it really that, helps people to drop that, in on their own. That's the thing because that's they, unusual. They have another. They have their operation going there. Right. So they can babysit the gallery on yeah. on the next floor. That's really um, good. Th there's other other venues that are, are they don't have staff. They don't have a day to day uh, operation. That's right. So when they have a gallery, they have occasional opening. Mm -hmm. So um, so we're excited to do that, and we're excited that our our members are, are really stepping up. You know, we're a volunteer organization, and right. I'm so. I'm so pleased with my team. They, uh, they, they have stepped up and uh, they're putting it all together, and and they're excited about it. So it looks looking like a good year. And then down the road, we're we're deep into planning for our uh, second second annual after f two two years being dark. It's actually our yeah. our sixth Arts on Main event in September. So um, if you're any of our listeners are uh, arts and craft vendors. Um, on Monday, go to our website at CoventryArtsGuild.org, right. and we'll have a, a vendors sign-up list. We have room for about 12 or 13 vendors in a parking lot on Main Street, and we've done that every year with the Arts on Main and uh, lots of interesting arts and crafts and all kinds of things coming up in September. But that's, you know, the planning for that is has been going on for a couple months now. Oh, it sure does. So uh, we're, we're plowing, plowing into that. So it's... Uh, Lots of uh, lots of things happening at the guild. We're really excited to be back in the back in the mix. You know, it's been a, a tough tough COVID years, and, and we're still. Um, 
still yeah. edgy, but we're, we're going. <laughs> Everybody's still in recovery, and they're all moving oh, forward at different rates. Yeah, we had yeah. musicians on. Some of the venues are coming back. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the nice thing, this is a good example of how the arts combine with working with your local economy together. There's a real synergy. Several years ago, they did a whole major reconstruction of Main Street, Coventry, going down the hill where 275, going into town. That was a real bottleneck. It was kind of curvy, sharp curves. But that area had so many things that were trying to happen. So they spent some money, and everybody went crazy for two years of construction, and now it's a dream. It's going wonderful. down there, it's a beautiful ride, yep. and isn't it perfect for you to set these things up? Yep. Well, every we're, year we're it's right in the there. thick of it. We were right there, every year. In the, <clears throat> the, the hall, which is a Millbrook place, is across the street in the back of the parking lot from the famous Bidwell Tavern. And yeah, I was trying to locate that just so I know. It's from the Bidwell. It's up north or, or It's south? across the street from the Bidwell Tavern. Okay. In the back of a parking lot. It's okay. No one's being paid. Promise. No one's being paid. So it's, it's a location. Everybody knows we're uh, we're Bidwell Tavern. And damn right. So uh, And for good reason. <laughs> right, right. So about the membership, how is the membership holding up in terms of their own art? It's come back. New we, people coming we, in. What's it like for you as a group? Well, we have... I think we have about 38 or 40 now. Um, 50 was we were, where we peaked before um, before we went dark. So we're, we're getting back, and we're very eager to build our following with, with writers. Um, we have we have this writer's circle that we've sort of gotten together, and we're meeting with them. Some of them have signed up as members. Um, we're, you know, we're... We're not hammering people to be members and sign on the dotted line. Sure. It's very reasonable. We're working with everybody. And as you say, we have a lot of good connections with the town. Uh, Parks and Rec is, is our, uh, our, you know, our town partner in the planning office. Um, they both participate in our Arts on Main thing. So, and our, our uh, library, our public library, right. is in the throes of rehabilitation. And that will be open um, mid-summer, we were told. And so that will be a feature of our Arts on, my, Arts on Main as well. So we work with um, Margaret Kahn, who's the, uh, the director there. And uh, it's just, it's turning into a nice synergy of uh, um, sort of survival and rehabilitation of the town. And mo most of the storefronts on, in the village now are, uh, are occupied. I think you would be hard-pressed to open a new store down there because I think they're all, they have tenants for all of them. Lots wow. of interesting new things. That no empty storefronts, so to yeah. speak. Huh? So Isn't a, that great? I love that. I love that. So yeah. it's a it's it, it's a happening place, and we're we're proud to be there and be one of the, part of the team that's making it go. Well, you know, I'm going to take a moment to embarrass Richard because he was awarded an Arts Hero nomination award this year uh, through the Office of the Arts. These are people that have been acknowledged as making a real difference. Uh, where the individual affects a lot of people with the ripple effect of things that are consistently done over time, and it feeds the community. So, you know, well, I have to say that to you to thank you and to let people realize how much one person can make a difference. Well, it's right? you know, I, I I always go back to the team. I would I would rather be called the champion because I feel like I'm a, an important feature of a championship team, and that's what we've got. We've got you know. Uh, the, uh, Barbara and Tim Timberman are pulling their yeah, weight. We've had Tim on before, yep. Kathy Lepek, the calligrapher, uh, writer. Um, uh, Aline Hoffman, who's a fine uh, painter and, and craftsperson. 
and uh, you know these people have been in in the village lots longer than I have. Many of them, uh, I've been there 20 years, but I'm uh, I'm, I'm a youngster. You. Yeah. I'm a youngster for the for compared to some of them. So it's a it's a great town. It's a great place to be, and we've had wonderful support from our our town leadership. Uh, John L. Sesser himself won an award mm -hmm. here in Willimantic just a week or two ago uh, for his uh, his role in bringing arts and culture. Um, support and uh, and finances to uh, to the town. I think Coventry was one of two towns in eastern Connecticut that's, that passed some of that um, ARPA money onto uh, arts and culture in their town. So yeah. it's a, there's a lot of commitment and it's a, it's a great it's a happening place. That's what it's yeah. It's a nice thing to see because one thing that's changing now in the arts world, uh, at least in terms of government funding, is arts and culture and tourism kind of used to be separate silos that were related, but the money were different piles and the communication wasn't always straight. So what they're doing now is realizing it's a collaboration of all three with different aspects of the economy, helping people in different ways. So that lack of, uh, I don't want to say competition, but it was a natural difference that yeah. it caused more confusion sometimes about yeah. you know why can't projects cross lines. Well, you now know, they're all on a team, so to speak. My 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 motto is that you know a rising tide floats all the boats. Everybody benefits, and um, it beca becomes a, a, a synergy, and right. you know, both the whole the whole community uh, is is better for the efforts of, of a lot of people working together, and. Uh, and there's just a wonderful social piece to it. You know, you, you have a you, you know your town, you know your yeah. neighbors, and uh, um, it's a it's it's just a really uh, good feeling and a welcoming place. So. That's the best part is the social. It isn't about money at all. It's just getting out and enjoying the space. Definitely not about money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I, I have yeah. a spouse who is a, a breadwinner in our family. Okay. So, well, Richard White, thank you so much again for joining us. It's always great to be here. Glad I. Could, uh, We'll have you back. Move uh, some of your air. <laughs> we'll get back closer to May, June. We'll see how things yeah. are going. So CoventryArtsGuild.org is the website. The open mic for poetry is Friday, April 28th at 7 p.m. It's across from the Bidwell, 7, uh, 1267 Main Street, Millbrook Place. Uh, please bring the words and share them. We'll take a short break and come back and talk about the Putnam Arts Council and the Quiet Corner. Don't go away. Okay, we're back on the home front here. We're very happy to have you with us. For our third segment today, we're going to look at the Quiet Corner and the Putnam Art Council, which is very active throughout the year trying to support the arts community in all of its forms. And that town has grown so much in recent years economically and culturally. Uh, it's a great calendar to share. And what we have today is the chairman of their board right now, David Sullivan, who drove down to be with us. Thanks for coming down to Willimantic, David. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here talk about Putnam and the quiet corner and what we've got going on yeah so maybe before you get into the calendar and there's a lot of stuff happening is talk about the the, uh, the council and how it's working with the town and the new space and the town office building you have there's been a lot of work throughout the years people might you know want to know more about how things are made to happen and planned sure yeah. yeah so the Putnam Arts Council is a town organization where fall underneath the um, the economic and community development right. um, branch of government. So Carly DeLuca, our new uh, economic and community development director, is right. kind of our town liaison. Um, and so we're a uh, appointed member of citizens in Putnam. Um, 
And yeah, we work right out of our new municipal complex there at the new municipal complex. It's we a have gorgeous a gallery. Building. Yes, it's a gorgeous building. We're trying to use the space there as as much as we can. We're um, trying to have more events and and things happening there. And like I was saying, we we have a little gallery space there that we're doing gallery shows at. Yeah. Um, the library has an amazing space where that they're doing events as well. So we're excited to be there and excited to keep it growing. Yeah. And if you want to follow all the conversational things that Dave's going to mention today, you know, the website is a great source to stay in touch. And it's an easy one, PutnamArtsCouncil.com. Jot that down. Uh, you know, from our house to go to Putnam's about 25 minutes. It's a great drive. So many things to do now, some restaurants, live music. The Bradley is up there. So it's a great trip, and this is the time of year when people are getting out of the caves, finally, right? Yeah, I know. It really feels like spring yeah. has sprung, doesn't it? Yeah. And we had that little bout of, of summer weather, and, and yeah. you know, I think we're easing in. And yeah. I, I know I'm excited to get out there and, and enjoy some of it and, and come and visit some of these towns that I, I kind of forget about when it's, it's winter and I want to stay in my little hole. Yeah. So and one thing I had to ask about is uh, the Fridays. Special mm. Fridays. You know, here we have our third Thursdays. That's starting up in May, so we're looking forward to that. But how's that for you as one of your annual touchstones, as your incredible Fridays? The whole town, they shut down the traffic. Everybody's having a great time in the streets. Yeah, John, you might be sad to hear that. I think that the first Friday's events have, have been moved on. Um, the Putnam Business Association is doing now... Um, I think they're doing the second Saturday of every month. Okay. Um, to do some different events coming okay. up there. Um, but they were a great event for, for a long time. They and were. It was really, really awesome to shut down um, the street and have a bunch of different vendors and musicians and all that. But Putnam has decided to go in a little bit of a different direction. Yeah. I think, um, you know, Friday nights are going to be are busy in town anyway. So That's so absolutely going true. In, in kind of a, a new direction there for us. Um, well, when you think about it, you think about Fridays getting busier. Well, a follow-up for the weekend will be the next day. Yes. So it's kind of a weekend extension. I yeah. understand that, and things do change. But it's you know just a thumbs up to those people who made those Fridays happen. That was an institution. So that has a new form, uh, and we'll talk about that more too as that program grows. We'll have you back. Sure. As they you know figure out other Saturdays. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and what we're most excited about coming up here yeah. is that the Arts Council is first, is, we're putting on our first Fine Arts and Crafts Festival. Um, mm -hmm. So it's our first year doing it. It's going to be a juried art show, so we're accepting applications now for our artists to to apply online. They can apply on our website. Um, oh, great. Which is putnamctartscouncil.com. Uh, all the information's there. It's going to be a two-day show, June 17th and 18th, which is Father's Day weekend, right on the town green of our municipal complex. So in addition to our brand new, beautiful municipal complex, we've got this great green where it's going to be the first event that we're going to host there on the green. The um, We had a, a Easter egg hunt plan, but it got rained out, so that went inside. So now we get to say that we're the first ever event outdoors at the new municipal complex. But we're really, really excited for it. We're we're hoping to bring in a lot of local vendors, a lot of yeah. local artists, um, and then really grow that too. And so we're really doing our last push for our call to artists. We're going to close that call April 30th. Right. Um, but right now, that that is open. Like I said, you can find all the other information on our website, PutnamCTArtsCouncil.com. Uh, we also, for um, maybe young and new artists, we're, we just are putting out an emerging artist application um, for those that 
are have been making and selling work for less than three years to give them kind of a new opportunity to, to start selling their work. So if you're a, an established artist and you want to apply online, go to our website. And the application fee is $10. And then if mm-hmm. you get accepted, it's a $100 booth fee. For emerging artists, for those new artists starting out, um, our application is free. And we will help provide those accepted emerging artists with some of the things that they may need to do their first ever outdoor festival, whether that's like a canopy setup or tables and right. systems. So we're going to be there trying to really help those emerging artists as well. That is sweet because that fragile grassroots is where some interesting new things can yeah. happen if they have a shot, you know? That's it. Yeah. That's really cool to do. You know, we all that. start out somewhere, and I remember yeah. my first show, I, I couldn't take a real booth. You know, a lot of these applications, like ours, that you – you, we ask for a booth setup to make sure that we have that you have a nice looking booth. Right. You have enough work to show it off. I remember the first time I ever applied to a show. I I had to like set up a fake booth inside. I didn't have enough money to buy a canopy. I didn't have any tables. I had to borrow things from friends. I had to you know kind of sneak in some extra pots to. I'm a potter by the way. Okay. Um, to try to fit it all in there. You know, take some of my work that was on my shelves at home and put it in there to make it look like I had a little bit more work to sell. Oh, yeah, display only. Just, just, yeah, display only, right? So that I could actually put it out there. And so we're hoping that, you know, it's it's hard to be, you know, start out as an artist so to get Absolutely. that going and to, to understand it. I couldn't, you know, until I knew that I got in, I certainly didn't buy a canopy because I couldn't afford one as a new artist. So yeah. we're hoping to kind of alleviate some of those concerns for, for those new and emerging artists there. And, you know, once they get their nerve up to do this, they're in a larger environment than they would ever normally find. Yeah. So that can accelerate a lot of things. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So so we're really excited about this Fine Arts and Crafts Fair. Um, like I said, it's going to be June 17th and 18th. And we're really hoping to, to bring a lot of people down down to Putnam. Um, we're going to have a couple of, like, snack food trucks there, too. So as you're Uh-oh, walking around trucks. looking at, at some of that beautiful art and hopefully buying some and supporting our, our local artists, that we've got some food to snack on. And then it's only a, a short little walk or an even shorter little drive right to downtown Putnam where we've got our other galleries and shops and amazing restaurants there in town. And um, we've got some other events that are happening those those same times there with uh, – Sawmill Pottery, the Pottery um, Studio there, Block 134 and Silver Circle Gallery, the Complex Performing Arts Studio, the Bradley, all just a short walk away from where we'll be doing our Fine Arts and Crafts Fair. What do you think overall uh, in terms of Eastern Connecticut, how the arts economy is doing? When you talk to your partners in other towns and other artists in other regions, how are the overall you know, relations going for them, floating the boat, you know, trying yeah. to come back from a bad hit of COVID. Some are coming along earlier than others. But what's the vibe out there when you talk to people? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Um, you know, I, my my job is I'm a studio manager of a pottery studio. And so what we have found is that although it's it's been pretty, still slow on the, the selling of work um, these mm-hmm. days, that a lot of people want to get out there and to try their hand at, at some art things or to to pick up new hobbies. So of their own. Of their own, yeah. And so we've never had so many students looking to take classes and that sort of thing. And I think that's also the case with a lot of other um, people in our our, our world. Um, you know, and it, it really depends on every individual person. Like you were saying, some are, are doing great and some are really struggling still. And and there's that that balance. You know, I think a lot of the performing arts and musicians and those um, sorts of individuals are having a harder time out by us still because 
know, they may not, you know, not as many people want to be in those crowded spaces still, but then right. um, I true. think a lot of people want to, to get out there and, you know, after we were stuck inside for so long, try to really figure out what maybe would, if they ever got stuck again, what would make that a little bit more enjoyable, what kind of hobby they could be doing at home. Yeah. And how about the use of the internet or social media, which are these tools everybody is using for all kinds of purposes. But, you know, I talk to many artists and they're so focused on creation and design that that's, you know, they need an ad agency. They need somebody else, right? Because they have recognized the need to do it, but it's a time constraint maybe, or maybe they're not so technologically trained yet, even though it's easy once you learn. Sure. Uh, How is that working out when you see people working with these? Yeah, I think it's, you know... Everyone's a little different, and it it is exciting to see because, you know, I grew up in the age of social media, right? And mm-hmm. I have my own social media account. You know, we're doing our Putnam Arts Council account, but I, you know, it is the last thing that I can, you know, have time for, right? It's, I have to be making work. I have to be teaching my students. And it is definitely, it's hard to keep that organized, but the people that do it, it is amazing. I think that it would be wonderful for us to all have this ad agency that's, that's doing it, but... Um, I know it's the first place that I go to look for upcoming events for for the the businesses in town and right. artists, and it's fun to have that connection with an artist about like what they're doing daily, not necessarily only seeing their finished work, but seeing their process and mm-hmm. really learn and grow from there. Not but, just the weekends, right? Right, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, but boy, would I love to have someone you know taking pictures for me and posting them online all the time because. There's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. There's a whole lot of freelance work out there that's just floating that incrementally can add up for somebody. It's, oh, not, yeah. a, a, no, it's not a huge campaign that anybody could finance. But I know from talking to so many people over the years, there's a whole level of artistry out there that is floating, ready to go. Yeah. And if this little WD-40 could get in there... Right. Boom, it would really kick. Yes. I feel that way. Uh, you know, one last thing I wanted to ask you about, David Sullivan. Some people love the arts, and if they have money, they buy it, and they really support it. Or they go to events, and they attend. Some people volunteer with arts groups because mm. they want to do more than just consume art or help the creation, but it's more the environment. Sure. What kind of things do volunteers do in Putnam to help with that scene? If they want to do more than just do an event... How can they make a difference? People might want to do something and they don't know what it might be. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like you were saying, social media is a great way to do that, is to, to be out there and talking about your local artists, sharing that information about upcoming events and, you know, just artists working in your area and, and supporting them that way, right? Like, that's something that's really easy that we can do. Um, volunteering at events, you know, is a great way for people to come and help. We're going to need a, a slew of volunteers at our, our festival coming up in the spring you know we're going to need to help in help people set up booths we're going to need people to help do runners for the vendors that are are want some lunch or you know right. just set up and take down that sort of thing so that's a great way to be involved every artist that i know every um arts organization i know could always use some extra hands around whether that's to set up and take down shows to help paint gallery walls if you go out there and reach out to these um, businesses or artists i'm sure that they will be happy to to give you some ideas because every artist is different right like um some people may need help just just organizing their space and some people may need help you know setting up their studios or, or mm-hmm. hanging the gallery and and all those different things. That's right. But it all adds up. It's all good stuff. It does. 
Well, David Sullivan, I want to thank you for driving down today to come to the studio for the first time. Uh, yeah. We'll have you back during the year okay. to keep the story. And perhaps next time we'll get Carly to talk more of the business side of this. Because yeah. these two things, arts, culture, tourism, they're all coming together these days. They are. And uh, that's a good part of the story we'll try to do next time. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, yeah. I would like to say that art is, you know, the best driver of a sustainable economy. If we want to keep those economies going and forever and ever to... to Put some arts in them. Yeah. And I want to thank you for correcting me, too. I gave the incorrect website before. It's Putnam CT Arts Council. So a little egg on my face there, okay? PutnamCTArtsCouncil.com. And so you can get all the information, the schedules, where the galleries are. It's a good way to follow up. So I wish you a great season with good weather and great art. Thank you okay. very much. You okay, as well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so we're just about ready out of time. We'll see you next week for another edition of On the Home Front. Take care and keep the faith.